It's time to get up and get your day started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Salutations on this Tuesday morning. We welcome you in to another edition of Sports 56 Mornings, the Tuesday, January 30th, 2024 edition to be exact. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you from the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, it's where family and fun come together. Yes, the floor model sale continues. You're getting great deals on all the floor models, whether it be wicker sofa, whether it be patio sets, pool tables. Anything they have in stock that's on the floor, you're getting a discount at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40, the home of Family Leisure. That's just north of I-40. Special financing is always available. And the first hour of the program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, where you can find just about everything you're looking for. Currently clear skies, 39 degrees. We're looking at sunshine mixed in with a little clouds throughout the day. High getting up to 62. Should feel terrific today. Tonight, mostly clear skies with a low dipping back down to 35. And then for your Wednesday, partly cloudy with a high of 52 degrees. Coming up on the program today, we'll talk some Grizzlies. They fell last night to the Kings, a team that had eight players available, including a call-up, Matthew Hurt, who actually was signed to a 10-day hardship contract. And yet they fought the Sacramento Kings down to the wire. Another valiant effort. We will discuss that on the program today. Go around the NBA as well. Kendrick Davis played another game in South Haven. The former Memphis Tiger. We'll talk about that. Speaking of the Tigers, the polls came out after we wrapped up our show yesterday. And as expected, the Tigers dropped out of the top 25. We will talk about that as the Tigers get ready to head into Wednesday's game against Rice on a three-game losing streak. We'll go over the top 25 poll. Also, plenty of college football news to get into on the program today. Jeff Crane will join us from the University of Memphis, as he does each and every week. That'll be at 825. At 905 in our Rhodes Athletics segment, we're going to be joined by Judy Thurman. She's the Rhodes women's basketball coach. This team is playing some good basketball, 12-7, and 7-2 seven, seven and two in the league, coming off a couple of huge wins with a big weekend coming up, including Senior Day. We'll talk to Judy at 9.05. At 9.30, Ross Tucker from CBS Sports, Westwood One, a terrific NFL analyst, former NFL offensive lineman and host of the Ross Tucker podcast. We'll talk Super Bowl and all things NFL with Ross Tucker. That's at 9.30. And uh, we'll also have Hundinger's Trivia. That'll come your way just after the uh, – Return from the top of the hour break in hour number two, so approximately 8.05. We'll take your calls, your texts, as always, on the Sports 56 listener lines at 901-360-8255. You can also message us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and on the website sportsmemphis.com. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am great. Yeah? Yeah. Another good performance last night from Kendrick Davis. 31 biggies, but the hustle... Get the win over Santa Cruz. Yeah, we had a dramatic, dramatic finish last night. It was fun. Great, great finish. We had three possessions in the final 1.8 seconds. Wow. Uh, but uh, 
Jason Marks drawing up the pulling some Dave pulling his old mentor Dave Yeager's play out with the uh, inbounds alley oop uh, to win the game last night. Adonis Arms with a perfect pass to Cameron McGriff, who uh, dunked it with one hand. <laughs> I asked him afterwards. I said, did, "Did you consider using two hands?" He said, "Had to add some style points." It's <laughs> like it was it was an unbelievable play. Um, fantastic finish, but that because they they were up one, and Santa Cruz had the ball with one point eight to go. The hustle fouled on the inbounds play, so Santa Cruz goes to the free throw line, makes the two free throws. They're up one with one point eight to go. They do the alley oop, but obviously sets it so quick. Now there's one point one seconds to go, and Santa Cruz has the ball again with a chance to try and win the game themselves. They miss the shot. Finally, the game ended. Um, the the final one, the three. We kept, we were like, this has got to be the final possession. Nope, nope. We got one more. We got one more, and three. We had three final possessions. Did Davis take that last shot? Uh, no, he did not. Uh, he was actually the inbounder on the last play. Um, and Donovan Williams was the one that took the final shot, and it came up well short, and uh, the Hustle were able to get the win. So the two games against Santa Cruz both came down to the final shot on Saturday. Matt Hurt had a three-pointer to win the game, um, unable to hit that one. Last night, they do the alley-oop dunk, get the win, um, but those two teams, uh, it was it was fun fun two games down at uh, with those two teams. And speaking of Matt Hurt, he was with the Grizzlies last night. Again, we talked about this yesterday. I hate that the Hustle and the Grizzlies are playing home games on the same day, but it is what it is. Matt Hurt makes his M uh, NBA excuse me debut. The former Dukey goes for ten points, helps out the team in a close loss to the Kings, one hundred three ninety four. That score, a nine point difference. Well, it was a lot tighter. Then that score would indicate it came right down to the wire. And as I mentioned at the start, Grizzlies had eight players in uniform. So with Matthew Hurt getting the 10-day hardship contract, did the hustle have anything close to a full roster last night? Oh, no, they're banged up. They're all injured, too. So how many guys only, they have? They had seven guys. <laughs> they were only, they were little, they're, the, the Grizzlies organization last night had 15 total guys healthy enough to play basketball. Gosh, 11 players were out for the Grizzlies. 11 players. So of your eight, you had recently signed Scottie Pippen Jr. More recently signed Matthew Hurt, as I mentioned, the 10-day hardship contract. Jacob Gilliard, who's a two-way guy. He's played a lot with the hustle. Eli's called a lot of his games. Those are three of the, of the eight guys that they had. Not to mention Vince Williams Jr. Well, Vince Williams Jr. was out. Not to mention, you know, Santi Aldama. They had the only guy that played last night for the Grizzlies who has not played G League basketball was Jared. Jared Jackson Jr. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster. David Roddy, Xavier Tillman, uh, Gigi Jackson. Yeah, and that was it. It's a whole team. And yet, for a while there, I'm watching it on television. I didn't go to the game. I'm thinking they're going to win. Sacramento kept making mistakes. They kept turning it over and just kind of screwing around. But then at the end, last four minutes, three and a half minutes, Sacramento said, hey, we're not losing this game. And they made shots. And the Grizzlies, unfortunately, couldn't make shots down the stretch. And the Kings get the win. So the Grizzlies fall to 18-29. and But again, for a team that's been ravaged, and I mean ravaged by injury, to have a team... 
kind of just slapped together to play as hard as they've been playing. The win on Friday against Orlando. The tight loss at Indiana on Sunday. And the tight loss last night to the Kings. Says an awful lot about the organization. Says an awful lot about Taylor Jenkins and his staff as coaches. Much maligned Taylor Jenkins earlier in the year, which I thought was ridiculous that people were on his case for the losing streak. They're out there playing their hearts out. They just don't have enough talent. And DeMontis Sabonis is good. This just in. Breaking news. 20 points, 26 rebounds. That ties for the most rebounds by a visiting player against the Grizzlies in their history. 26 rebounds by Sabonis. The Grizzlies will be off now until Thursday. They got home games on Thursday and Friday. I believe it's the Cavs on Thursday and the Warriors on Friday before heading back out on the road. Yeah, just tracking that score throughout the night, I was like, okay, come on. Like, seriously, they're, they're not going to win this game, right? Like, they can't. They, they had some point. And then when our game, right before our game ended, I think it was 88-85 Grizzlies. And then our game ended, everything else wrapped up, and I looked at the score, and I'm like, He's like, the Grizzlies didn't score very much after that. <laughs> then I looked, I'm like, oh, they didn't score in the final three minutes of the game, and they only scored two points in the last four and a half minutes of the game. So that does uh, that does make a little sense. Um, the and I, I don't even really know for sure how hard the Grizzlies are trying to win games, like how much they care to win or not win at this point. I don't understand. Jaron picks up his yep. fifth foul. Yep. With three forty-three to left, three forty-three left, and you take him out of the game. Play him until he fouls out. If he fouls out, yeah, like let him foul out. Sit him because he fouled out. Like don't sit him because he might foul out. It's three forty-three for goodness sake. It's there's not ten minutes remaining in the game. It's three minutes and forty-three seconds. Like he he could play that easily without picking up another foul. That's just but I don't. Coaches get sometimes just caught in that rut of like, oh, guys, guys just picked up his fifth, got to take him out of the game. Well, no, there's 343 left. Let him play. Who cares? Yeah, I didn't understand that one. And then they bring him back in. Jaron, by the way, 6 of 18 from the field. He got to the free throw line 12 times. So it was, again, that aggressive Jaron Jackson Jr., or I should say Trip or Triple J. Uh, don't want to upset anybody out there. But the fact that he's been as aggressive as... He's been his entire career over the last several weeks, maybe month, is impressive to me. The one thing he wasn't aggressive at, and I know he's the power four, but at times he's the center, depending on Tillman. He had three rebounds. So Sabonis was destroying them with 26 rebounds. You're Jaron Jackson Jr. You have to get more than three rebounds. You have to. And that was one area that I didn't like about him. But as far as the aggressive Jackson, it's the much better Jackson. Yeah, I, there's, I mean, you know, offensively, um, what he continues to do is fantastic. It, it's it's a broken record as far as the rebounding goes. He's He's got to be a better rebounder, um, whatever that is. Now, I guess I don't, if the foul issues, if that is whatever, but um, the bottom line is, with his size, with his athleticism, he should be a better rebounder. That's a guy that should be getting double-digit double rebounds on a regular basis. I mean, it, the offense, what he does offensively, shows like 
just how strong, big, athletic he is. Well, use that on the rebounding side um, to go get to get more rebounds. Um, the Matt Hurt thing, dude. Like it's it's pretty incredible for like to just step in. Like you're called up that day, you're thrown into a game that night at the NBA level. You're making your NBA debut, but that dude, as far as the shooting of the three goes, is on such a heater right now that I don't know that he can. <laughs> it even matters. Because he had, in his last five games with the hustle, he was shooting 67% from three-point range. And that's on seven attempts per game. Like, it's not like he's taking two a game. He It was like, I think it was 23 of 35 or whatever. And then he steps in last night, makes his first two threes. Like, right now, that dude is just on a heater from three-point range. Well, he gets called up because of the deficiency in players, gets his opportunity, plays 23 and a half minutes. Because they only had eight guys in uniform, so they had to give guys rest. He plays 23 and a half minutes. And as you said, he hits two or three threes. Now, I missed the first two. I'm flipping back and forth. I missed the first two. Late in the game, before they pulled him out with about, I don't know, four minutes ago, five minutes ago, I saw the one he missed. It looked like a shot put. I go, is that how he shoots his three? It looked weird. It was like a, maybe he was trying to beat the clock or something. I go, that's a weird shot. And then I looked up his stats. I go, hey, it was two for three from three. He had 10 points. So he certainly contributed. So, yeah, that was great for for Matt Hurt to be able to. And I know you say you got it. You asked him. He wants to be called Matt, not Matthew. Nice to see that. Nice to see him get that opportunity. He came out early from Duke. I wondered about that. I don't know if staying the full four years, four years of eligibility, would have made a difference. He lacks that foot speed, but he could shoot the ball and. And he certainly helped them compete last night. So, again, it's a – you hate to say moral victory, A for effort. These are professional basketball players. This isn't high school or grade school. You give the kid a pat on the back, a little trophy, and an orange wedge. But at least for Grizzlies fans who have suffered through a horrible season, yes, the players have, the organization has, but they'll be fine. They'll look at their bank account. They'll be okay. Fans take it. A lot more to heart than even players do a lot of times. And especially if you bought season tickets to see a walking mash unit, you're at least happy to see that when you go to these games with all these guys out, and a couple of the guys are coming back, Desmond Bain will be back, Marcus Smart, they're not season-ending injuries. But what you're seeing right now is a team that at least is competing. Hopefully. 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 Steven Adams will be back next year. Hopefully. Um but at least you're seeing those guys out there playing hard and competing. They're not waving well, they're, they're the white flag. The, the games are fun. Like the right. the games have been fun. Like they've they've competed. Games have been close. It's not like they're going out getting beat by thirty every single night. And and it's I mean some of these you know getting to see Gigi Jackson develop, getting to see some of these guys. Um, you know it it get it realizing because of the fact that this isn't like you're in a complete rebuild and you're like, oh gosh, this is like, how long is it going to take before these guys are going to be ready to compete? Like type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting other guys back, you know, some this season, again, hopefully, but your idea is like next season will be fully healthy. And then you go, okay, now have, we've discovered some guys who can be a part of that rotation who can contribute and it gives you hope. And, um, you know, these guys are out there, you know, basically playing either one for their NBA life uh, to try and make the league or keep a spot in the league or trying to find a way, um, a spot in the rotation. 
whether it's here or elsewhere. And they're all playing hard. Um, so they've they've the games have been much more fun than I thought they would be with all the injuries. I thought it would just be miserable because I thought they're gonna be they're gonna be losing by like 30 every night and nobody wants to watch that. But but they've been generally just about every game has been entertaining. All right, let me ask you both, Zach, jump in on this. This question. Now, obviously there's going to be some changes. There could be a trade or two even before the trade deadline. Maybe they'll trade. Maybe they won't trade. Whatever the case may be. But offseason, there's decisions to be made. Tillman's a free agent. All that stuff. Okay. But let's just, for the sake of this discussion, have a little fun with it. Now we have seen Vince Williams develop the way he has, and he's gotten a contract out of it, a multi-year contract. We've seen what Gigi Jackson is capable of doing, right? So take every player on this roster into consideration. And just assume that everybody <clears throat> is healthy for next year. And let's assume that Taylor Jenkins uses a 10-man rotation. He goes deep on his rotation. So let's go 10. Give me your give me your 10 rotation, your 10-man rotation. Who's out of the mix? And again, some of these players could be traded, could be traded early, could be traded before the deadline this year, could be traded next year before the season started. Your, your obvious starters, and, and follow me on this and jump in. Steven Adams is healthy, and he's back. There's your starter. Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, John Morant, right? We all agree on those four. Who's the fifth starter? Marcus Smart. Is it Smart? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so we go Marcus Smart for, for the starter. Because I didn't know if like they could do Vince or Kennard or do something. Okay, and again, Kennard may be gone too, but... That's your five starters. Who are your five in the rotation? I mean, I think it's pretty easy, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. I talked to some other people about this. Who are your five in the rotation off the bench? It would be Kennard. Kennard. Uh, Brandon Clark. Right. Uh, Vince Williams. Vince Williams. Santi. Santi. And... You in agreement, Zach, so yep. far? So am I. So there's uh, one more? One more, because we're going to go 10 in his yeah. rotation. He may go nine. Who knows? But who's so the other I guy? Choosing that... bet- so, yeah, so you're choosing between Gigi, Roddy, Derrick Rose, Tillman, Zaire. I wouldn't play any of them. <laughs> I would, honestly, I, I would go with a nine-man rotation. Yeah. Roddy, had, Roddy, by the way, last night had 10 rebounds. That's effort. That's not a big guy. He's He's... Strong, like Bull, but he's not tall. He had 10 rebounds. Jaron at three. But, no, you got to pick a four. You got to pick a tenth, rather. I'm throwing Gigi as number 10. See, I would throw Gigi in as well. I think he showed me enough, but I don't know if that's the way they would go. So, let's say we put Gigi in there. So, look who it leaves out, right? It leaves out Conchar. It leaves out Zaire. It leaves out Roddy. What I'm saying is that these guys are expendable if if that's the way you go. But again, Kennard could be dealt. So there's a lot of things that could happen. But you're seeing some of these players step up now where you have faith in them, right? Before the season started, Vince Williams was an afterthought. I don't even know if he was a thought. Like, he was in their minds. G.G. Jackson was, he's going to develop down in South Haven. 
Now you look at this and go, Vince Williams is not not only a rotation player, but you could even see him in the future being a starter. Gigi Jackson, you look at him and you go, oh, he's I think he's definitely a rotation player. And you may have learned a little bit about other guys. Zaire's hot and cold, mostly cold. He did have a great game against Orlando on Friday. But where do you go from there? And I think it also spells the final days after this season for, unfortunately, for D. Rose, for Tillman. Conchar, I, I really believe he will be dealt. So the, the ones that really come to mind are LaRavia, Roddy, and Zaire, and what their future is. Because Vince and Gigi have come out of nowhere, seemingly, to kind of take over those spots. We in agreement I, I here? I don't believe Gigi will be in the rotation next year. Not you a regular be- part of the you rotation. You don't believe it? No. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't feel 100% he will, but I'm with Zach yeah. on that one. If it's not Roddy and you have to pick that 10th – excuse me. If it's not Gigi and you have to pick that 10th guy, is it Roddy? Is it Zaire? Is it Conchar? And again, if you're just tuning into this discussion, we know that some of these guys will not be back, obviously, and there will be more than likely deals. But – if that in that situation, in that scenario, if you're at, if you're going to say they're going to play ten, like yes. you're doing at ten, I think they would go with Roddy. They would go with Roddy. Okay, I think Roddy to me is good enough to be part of the rotation or at least a deeper guy on the bench for the future. I like Roddy. I, I think Roddy has shown me enough. Obviously, Vince Williams has shown me a lot, and I had a lot of faith in Vince Williams. Gigi Jackson, I think, has already shown me enough. Zaire, I don't see him in the future. I just the guy is too inconsistent. Laravia, forget about it. And I, I do think there might be a team out there that wants a veteran guy like Conchar. I think he might be a tradable asset. Not a you're not going to get, you know, you're not getting Jason Tatum for him. But I just see that him maybe I mean, being something be nice. valuable. <laughs> Can we get Jalen Brown? <laughs> yeah, Jalen Brown's a, a stronger possibility. So anyway, uh, also NBA last night. Dylan was doing doing things. I know you were calling the hustle game. Did you did you know what uh, Dylan did last night? I saw what Dylan did. He poked D- the bear. Dylan's uh, Dylan's still being uh, an idiot. Dylan the villain, uh, flagrant foul on LeBron, and then taunting LeBron. Of course, the Rockets did beat the Lakers. They got the last laugh, one thirty five to one nineteen. But Dylan thinks, I guess, he's in that same category, that same tier as LeBron James. Did I don't did Jared Vanderbilt? When he got ejected, did he grab one of the little tails coming off of Dylan's hair? Is that what he like? I could. He reached out. Did he flick the little <laughs> tail? No, he uh, he put his finger to his head. He point like almost poked him in his head. See, I, so that what he? I could. I thought he. Re, I thought he flipped one of the little hair things. That would be kind of weird if you flipping somebody's hair. What? <laughs> it's also a little weird to have the two little tails coming right. off the back of your head. Most guys don't have that, but Dylan did last night. He had two tails, right? And I couldn't tell what I couldn't see what Vanderbilt did to him. I couldn't tell if he just like poked him in the head or if he like reached out. I thought at first he was grabbing one of the tails, but it, I don't. I couldn't tell for sure what he did, so I didn't. I didn't know for what what it was. So Vanderbilt poked the duck, literally poked the duck, the Oregon duck after uh, after Man, Dylan poked. Yeah, after Dylan poked but the, the bear, LeBron like, James. It's just like some of the comments afterwards, though, from all the Lakers players are just, you know, obviously talking because Dylan, not only did he get the flagrant on LeBron, he also pushed 
Vanderbilt when he was airborne on a dunk. That's why Vanderbilt was upset with him and ended up getting into it and getting ejected. But like all of Rod wouldn't talk about Dylan, but everybody else wanted to talk about Dylan. <laughs> yeah, he's still um, a very polarizing uh, figure in the NBA, no question about it. Folks, a great option for tailgating, a great option for your March Madness parties, and of course, a great option for Super Bowl Sunday is to have the Crazy Coop Cater. They're delicious hot wings and sides. The Crazy Coop at 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten, and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. Yes, you could stop by and enjoy those delicious wings while watching any of the big sporting events on their big screen TVs. But when you're thinking Super Bowl, you're thinking Super Bowl parties, again, let the Crazy Coop cater your event. Give them a call. Find out more about their catering options. The Crazy Coop with the best hot wings in town. Why are they so good? 27 amazing chicken wing seasonings. Like the mango habanero, the sweet taste of mango, followed by the heat, or the sweet maple bourbon. The taste will remind you of chicken and waffles. You can go real hot if you like, like the crazy sweet lemon pepper or the crazy suicide. And if you can't take the heat, get the four cheese roasted garlic or the barbecue bacon bourbon. That's just some of the amazing chicken flavorings they have for their delicious chicken wings at the Crazy Coop. You can get the whole wings. Party wings and boneless wings. Ask about their crazy packs. Also, those big, delicious chicken tenders. And at the Bartlett location, you got the full menu, so you can enjoy the catfish sandwiches, the juicy half-pound burgers, all the great sides like the fried okra, the green tomatoes, the fried dill pickles. You can uh, find them, and I suggest you follow them on Instagram and Facebook. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. You can call in your order, pick up yourself, or have any of the services delivered to your home or office. So for lunch today, dinner tonight, anytime during any of the big sporting events like the Super Bowl and March Madness, think the Crazy Coop. You've tried the rest, try the best hot wings in town. That's the Crazy Coop. Just underway on a Tuesday, this is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Some text here on the uh, the Grizzlies. Mac texted. He says there's absolutely no proof that Jenkins is a great coach. Should have been replaced two seasons ago. Sad thing is he'll get a pass because of the injuries, but his in-game coaching consistently leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, yes and no. There have been certainly times that we've talked about questionable rotations and players that were on the bench longer than they should have been. We mentioned you brought up the Jaron Jackson Jr. deal from last night. It made no sense. Why you took him out with three and a half minutes to go with five fouls. Let him just play it out. Um, But this is a team that finished second overall in the West the previous two years. And yes, injuries are a part of it, sure, but come on, man. I mean, his hand that he has been dealt is rough. You wonder if they had the full arsenal, what they would have been able to do the last two years, and certainly what they would be able to do this year. Now, 
I watch him coach up a patchwork team of, it's like the Island of Misfit Toys. Got guys in there for hardship reasons, 10-day contracts, two-way guys, and yet they're competitive as hell against good teams. So I don't know. I know he's well-regarded. I know he's well-respected. I think to throw it on him when they are dealing with not only a few injuries, but a rash of injuries to their best players, I can't blame it on Taylor Jenkins. I think he is a good coach. Is he a great coach? No, he's not a great coach. But I think he's the right guy for the job. I and you I called think, him great earlier. That's why Mac. Did I say well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say great coach, but I'd say a very good coach. I don't think he's an average coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a very good coach. And who knows again if he had the full arsenal. We're not, I, I can't stress this enough. Everybody knows this. It's not one guy that missed time. You know, Jaws suspensions, Adams injury last year, postseason. Every single time, well, two years in a row, and now, of course, this year, injuries have reared their ugly head. That's not his fault. What could he have done with the full arsenal in the postseason? We'll never know, at least from the past, but maybe in the future we'll find out, unless... People think that really he isn't a good coach and should be made a scapegoat and should be fired, but that's not going to happen. I I don't see any way in hell that they're making any type of change with their head coach. Again, I would question a couple of the moves, but who am I to question those? I mean, I guess I'm I have the I have the platform to do it, but that guy knows what he's doing. I I, I don't I don't see how you can criticize that coach to that extent where you think he's a bad coach or you don't think he's a really good coach. Yeah, I, I don't um certainly yes, this year it's all every it's a pass for everybody basically. Um you can't judge anything out of this season. The I don't I don't what about the last 2 years. I don't think uh Taylor Jenkins is as bad as some think he is. I certainly don't think Taylor Jenkins is as good probably as you think he is. Um it has been unfortunate that they've never been able to get to the postseason with a healthy roster to see um, what they would be able to do. So I don't know. It's, it's always been hard because in the important situations, they've generally been injured and they've had to deal with that. So I don't I, I don't really know. I still don't really know what Taylor Jenkins is as a head coach, unfortunately. Yeah, but you can only judge him on what he's been able to do with the full arsenal. And that's finished second in the West two straight years. Second in the West two straight years. In the competitive well, West. Maybe another coach would have had him first in the West. I don't... Yeah, but come on. We know that at least it's second place yeah, in, the second in the West with West Taylor Jenkins. In the postseason has gotten him. Which, again, I think you could absolutely chalk it up to the injuries. The suspensions. How can you blame, I'm not saying you, but how can you blame Taylor Jenkins on that? Again, I'll give it to the texter if I said great. <clears throat> I use that term loosely, but he's very good, and I'll stick with very good. Uh, Drew texted, says the Grizzlies are polar opposites of the Tigers at this point. Less talented than their opponents, but play super hard. Okay, I, I see yeah. where he's coming from. Certainly, I think you can uh, make that case. Um, Doesn't that come down to effort? 
Doesn't that always come down to effort? This team that was fielded by Jenkins last night was all effort. You have Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a superstar, but he's star status around the league. Defensive player of the year last year. Obviously a very, very good player. All the rest of the guys are a hodgepodge. So it's effort. David Roddy to go out there and get 10 rebounds on a night when Sabonis had 26. That's effort. That's effort. With the Tigers, that's been questioned over the last several games, is the effort. Uh, another texter says, I would let Zaire, Ronnie, and LaRavia all go. Uh, I would even let Triple J go um, if his contract is up. It is not. I could find somebody to get me those points and more rebounds. He's still making the same fouls he made when he first came in the league. Zaire is too inconsistent. Roddy is too, Roddy is too slow and tries to do too much. LaRavia no words, not an NBA player. Yeah, that's two tiers of guys, right? The first three are role players, marginally for some. The other one, again, is a star-esque player. But I understand some people saying that. I, I said it a lot last year about Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jr.'s contract is one of the best in the NBA. <laughs> Literally. And it's going down. Like he's one. Of the, that's what's weird. He's got the contract. That they, his contract goes down money over the next two years. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. in two years at twenty three million dollars will be one of the great bargains in the NBA. Yeah. Like, like twenty three million dollars is like a seventh guy anymore. <laughs> Those are like barely starters that make twenty million dollars. Jaron Jackson Jr. You like this is one of the great. I'm telling you, in two years like that'll be one of the great bargains there is in the NBA. Yes, but before he had he got the new contract, I was one that said for the right package, I'd be willing to deal him. This was the less aggressive Jackson. This was the and he still has the issues with the rebounding that trip. Now it's a lot different. He's more aggressive, especially in the offensive end. He still needs to become a better rebounder. He does still have a lot of tendencies to get into foul trouble. There's no question. So it's not ludicrous what the person's saying, but now with the new contract and that it is team uh, savvy, let's just say, I, I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be here for a long time. I mean, if he was making the $50 million that those people make, then you could make, start making talking about whether, but with this contract, Certainly not right now. You wouldn't be thinking at all about getting rid of Jaron Jackson Jr. In two years, when the contract is expiring, and you know that if you're going to keep him, it's going to cost you the $50, $60 million a year, that's when you have to start making decisions about Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, now as far as the other guys are concerned, what you try to avoid is eating money. You don't want to cut a guy and, and absorb that money you owe that person. But if you are in desperation for a roster spot to open up, that's what you would have to do if you couldn't make any type of deal. And it takes two to tango, as everyone knows. How interested are other teams around the league for guys like LaRavia, Zaire, Roddy? They were all first-round picks, but I'm not so sure that the interest is high. Uh, David, talking about Taylor Jenkins, says his in-game adjustments and rotations suck. I get very that's my my biggest I the, the rotations are bizarre to me at times. So that's that's my biggest thing about Taylor Jenkins that drives me crazy is the rotations. Well, when he would pull Bain and 
and jaw off the floor at the same time. That that drove me crazy. But he got away from that when they started to play for that short time period, nine games. This year, when Ja returned from the suspension, he would have one of those guys kind of stagger where he would be on the court and the other one would go to the bench and get his rest. And then there were times, too, now when Ja was out for the year before, which was just a few games after that, Dez got hurt again, but Dez and Jackson would stagger. You have to have at least one of those guys on the floor always because you take those three guys out of the game, then you're you're giving your opponent a chance to run roughshod over you, in my opinion. Yeah, it's well, I, and that's I, mean, I have some with that, but it's just the, the, what's always weird to me is how guys will go like three games without playing, and then suddenly they're the first guy off the bench in the next game, and it's like. That what may is, be. What, 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 I don't even know where we're coming from with this. Like John Contra will be DNP, 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 sixth man, thirty minutes. Like what? What the hell? How'd that happen? I, I Xavier won- Tillman will go from starting to then the next four games he doesn't play. You're like what? What is happening? Yeah, we talked about that a lot here on the show. I, I wonder if that's all analytics driven. That they look at it and they go, Conchar matches up better against this dude for this opponent. But he's not a good matchup in these games against this opponent, so we're not going to play him. It has to be. There's no other reason, unless there's another injury that we are not privy to, that information. The guy's not feeling well. He had a bad hot dog earlier in the day, and he's throwing up before the game starts. Unless it's something like that, the only thing I can think of is they look at the analytics and go, this guy's a better matchup here, and he's not a good matchup there. Moving can be stressful, but when you have the professionals to help you, it certainly takes a lot of that stress and worry out of the process. And the fir- the professionals to call, that would be black tie moving. They can take a lot of the stress and worry out of that moving process for you, whether you're going across town, whether you're moving across country, home, office, whatever it is, the folks at black tie moving are there to take care of you and your belongings and make sure they get where they're going without any problems. All you got to do, Give them a call, 901-316-6196, or you could go to their website at blacktiemoving.com slash Memphis. Talk with the folks at Black Tie Moving, and they work with you coming up with a plan for your move that fits your needs, number one, and also fits your budget. And you do get a no-obligation quote up front, so you know exactly what it's going to cost. And throughout the move, well, then you get your moving concierge who's available there to answer any questions that you have, anything that might come up during the move. They've got somebody there to answer those questions for you get taking a lot of the stress and worry out of the process that's what they're doing at black tie movie they've got an a plus rating with the better business bureau they've got five star ratings all over the place online nobody better in the business than black tie moving again 901-316-6196 or go to blacktiemoving.com slash memphis all right when we come back i wanted to talk a little bit about what we started to discuss yesterday the u.s olympic team also tigers basketball news plenty of news from the college football world We'll open up hour number two with Humdinger's Trivia, and then at 825, Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. 
USA basketball player pools at 41, but it's subject to change. And obviously a lot can happen. Injuries can happen. Players can have long runs in the postseason, decide they not uh, don't want to be on the Olympic team, don't want to play in the Olympics. There's a lot of things that could factor into it. But right now, of these 41 players, if we just assume for a second that they're all available, this is almost impossible to, to come up with 12, a 12-player 12 team. Now, if all these guys are going to be available when it's all said and done, <laughs> the U.S. has no excuses not to win the gold. And I know there are a lot of really good teams around the world. It's been proven, especially over the last decade to two decades. But come on. The names on this list, which includes, if people didn't see this when it came out, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Grizzlies. But Zach and Eli, let's have a little fun with this. Let's let's come up with, with the 12 if they're all available, okay? Zach, will you mark these down for me so we can keep up with the 12? All right. So LeBron James is a given at 39, right? He wants to play. He's playing. Steph Curry, same deal, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. Steph Curry, given. Kevin Durant, given. Right? Who are the other ones there? Absolutely. They want to play. They're automatic. Is Anthony Davis? I would think so, right? Mm -hmm. Again, they can be injured. I understand all that stuff. Joel Embiid is given. Here's your two bigs right there. Embiid Davis. So we got Embiid, Davis, Brown, Steph Curry, and who did I say? Kevin Durant, right? Kawhi on the team. Any any disagreements? That'd be six. I think Bam Adebayo would be on the team as well. Yay, nay. Not not if you have Embiid and Davis though. Okay, so we'll hold we'll we'll put him on the side. You're good with Kawhi though, right? Mm-hmm. So that's six. We got already half the team. Now, where do you go with the guards? Is Kyrie Irving still Olympic quality? You got Curry already. We talked about Curry. Where is Kyrie? Where is De'Aaron Fox? Where is Anthony Edwards? Where is James Harden? Where is Halliburton? Where is Devin Booker? Where is Jalen Brunson? Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown. Who are we taking out of those guys? What do you think? Chris Paul, forget about it, right? That's done. That ship has sailed. Jason Tatum's on the team, right? Mm-hmm. That's seven, right? Let's put Tatum down. So now we got seven. Booker's on the team, right? Uh, I would take Booker, yes. he's Zach, you good with Booker? I'm good with Booker. Okay, put him down. That's eight. So now we're eight. It's not, not, not. You only got one point guard on the team right now. Okay, so who are we putting? I would put, I mean, Lillard to me would be on the team. You go with Lillard, Zach? I'm fine with Lillard. Lillard, put him down. That's nine. Now we're at nine. Okay. Now, you got to throw another guard in there, right? Is it Halliburton? Is it Kyrie? Is it. Anthony Edwards. Who are we thinking here? Jalen Brown. We're sitting here at nine. I would put 
uh, if it was me, and I don't know if they will, but I, I would want Anthony Edwards on this team. I don't know if they will either. Zach, what do you think? I think you have to have some of the because to me you have to have some of these young guys who are going to be the next wave of like the guys mm-hmm. on the team right. USA. You want them to be a part of this, and Edwards is certainly one of those guys. It's, right? It's and I somebody. Was, I, I was thinking to myself, it, it was going to be either, or at least for me, it was going to be either Brunson or Halliburton. Halliburton, I, I, I would Halliburton certainly because of his ability to shoot and his willingness to distribute. Is he too much like Lillard? Who, Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah. No. Okay, so let's go Halliburton. Then we're up to 10. Would they put somebody like an Austin Reeves on there? Kind of a Swiss Army knife? If you're telling me all 41 of those players are available and Austin Reeves makes a team, That's they should I'm fire saying. everybody with Team USA. Okay, all right. That's <laughs> what what fair enough. <laughs> everybody on USA basketball should be fired immediately. Fair, fair enough. It's not always the biggest <laughs> names, but okay. What about Jimmy Butler? I would not have him on that team with those people. Okay, no. we're at 10. I think Paolo Bancaro will be on the team. I Bancaro think it comes down to Bancaro, Bancaro Jackson. Bancaro falls in the same category as Anthony Edwards. Like, if Ja had been healthy, Ja would be a part of, to be a part of that group. Like, you got to get so. some of these next generation guys who are going to be the cornerstones of Team USA at the next Olympics. And to me, you want them getting experience now. Are you all right with Bancaro? I'm fine Jack? with Bancaro. So that's, that's 11. No, that's 12. Unless, unless you took what did you did y'all take AD off the list? You didn't want you you said no Dave, Davis because you got Embiid and no 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 we no. had Anthony Davis it was Anthony Edwards that okay, yeah, that we questioned low. that one no we questioned that one right with Edwards so it's eleven if they went Anthony Edwards that's your team but I'm not sure if they go with Edwards so that would leave off gosh darn I mean there's so many unbelievable players we had Booker we had Durant. So you'd leave off a Drew Holiday, who's a great defensive player. I don't know if they would want to go that way. It would leave off Jalen Brown. It would leave off Brunson, who's had an unbelievable year. Obviously Chris Paul, but I think his ship has sailed. It would leave off um, De'Aaron Fox. Paul George. Paul George wouldn't be on the team. Harden wouldn't be on the team. Um, Kyrie wouldn't be on the team. Trey Young wouldn't be on the team. You could really field a second team. But again, there's going to be players that bail out. There's going to be players that got hurt. That's why it's for like a couple of days I've been looking at this thing, racking my brains, trying to come up with the 12. That is really, really tough. But we, I think we're pretty close to being in agreement. But there's four or five guys on there that if they want to play, they're playing. Oh, excuse me. They're yeah. playing. It's automatic. And... After that, it's going to be tough decisions for Team USA basketball coaches yeah, and officials. I had, like, like I remember, I remember when the after the FIBA tournament ended, and LeBron kind of came out with his several tweets about playing for mm-hmm. the Olympics. Like, you had like a handful of people saying that they don't, they like LeBron is not going to play for Team USA. I'm like. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but LeBron is playing. He's playing. His will determine, it'll be determined simply by how far the Lakers go. If it is right. a quick playoff. It's his last out, hurrah. If he's out of the playoffs early, he'll play. If he if they somehow put together a run in the postseason, he won't play. Yeah, he's not playing in four years. Right. I'm 43, and, and I, he won't even be in the NBA. So, LeBron James, I think, 
unless there's an injury, or as Eli said, if the Lakers somehow went to the finals, it was a long, long postseason, maybe. I think you're right, Zach. I think he's definitely in there. And those other guys are going to follow. Steph's going to play. Durant's going to play. Those guys are givens. So this is going to be one last run, I think, with all those huge, huge names. But Eli's right that it's important. I don't know how important it is to winning necessarily because they should win the goal, should. But you want to integrate some of those younger guys who are stars in their own right for the future Olympic teams. This half of our program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, corner of White Station in Quince is where you'll find them. It's where you'll find everything you need for all those projects around the house. Maybe you've got a painting project where they've got a massive selection of the great Benjamin Moore paints that you can find and a great staff to help you find that perfect color or whatever it is that you need over at East Memphis Ace Hardware. Of course, they've got the Big Green Egg and all the accessories as a platinum dealer of the Big Green Egg. They've got the Key Fives where they could save you a lot of money over dealerships and things like that when you're if you need a new key fob for that car all at east memphis ace hardware corner of white station and quince all right when we come back we turn our attention to the tigers the latest bracketology out there that joe lenardi and jerry palm and others have put together we'll go over that of course they dropped out of the top 25 if you missed that news from yesterday we'll discuss that we got college football news to get into as well jeff crane from the university of memphis at 825 but before we do anything it's humdinger's trivia that comes your way uh, right after the top of the hour break you're tuned in to sports 56 mornings with greg and eli on real sports talk sports 56 and 98.5 fm